Hey everybody, it's Wednesday night. We're here, um, our Bible study online, our midweek uh, Bible study. And uh, I'm here with uh, Pastor Tom Carano. Um, I'm Pastor Joe. Obviously, you know who I am. And I know sometimes people mix us up because we look so much alike. <laughs> that but, happens uh, a lot, just, just so you know. <laughs> at least twice a week. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I guess like... I should introduce as my doppelganger or something like that. <laughs> um, uh, many of you know that uh, Pastor Tom and I are, are cousins, first cousins. Our moms are our sisters. So uh, we've been in each other's lives for as long as you're alive anyway, as long okay. as you're on the 50 earth. 50 years, yeah. At least. So, um, yeah, I was 14 when you were born and can remember you being a little kid and all that stuff. And it's amazing how God's allowed us to be in each other's lives all these years. Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's always great. good. When God brings families together, you know, a lot of people don't realize that most of the people in Jesus' ministry team were all related to each other. They were all cousins. You know something I never realized? Yeah, yeah. Well, John the Baptist was Jesus' cousin. And you got uh, Peter. Well, Peter and Andrew are brothers. Okay. And then you've got Peter, James, and John were together in business. And so James and John were brothers. And then there, there's some, uh, it seems like there's some uh, indication that some of the others were even cousins, all of them related. Oh, wow. And so, you know, when you think about what God's done in our family, you know, uh, there's so many of us that are in ministry, so many of us that are born again now. Oh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. great. It's We've awesome. been able to encourage each other over the years and walk through some things over the years together. And so uh, I'm grateful for that. So um, I've asked... Uh, Pastor Tom, to uh, come on this with me to, for us to do this video together. Because the one thing that I've observed in your life, uh, I don't want to look at you when I say this. So. <laughs> the one thing that I've observed in your life, seriously, is the fact of how you approach every situation from the, from the vantage point of love, from that, that place. And it's like, and there's been many, many times when you've encouraged me and many, many times when you've stopped me from thinking a certain way and switching over to handle something with love or to treat somebody with love, especially when they deserve to be treated with, <laughs> with everything else, with everything time, else right? but love. So well, knowing, knowing how strong that's been in your life and how much God has impacted you and impacted others through you in that, uh, in that vein as far as love, this is the reason why I've asked you to come on and do this with me. Uh, because you've walked through some things. I mean, you know, I know you from when you were, you know, a little kid. And you've walked through some things, and uh, I've, well, I've been able, my wife and I, or the rest of the family, been able to watch you. I mean, truthfully, you've survived some stuff that a lot of other people don't come through, uh, and still be emotionally stable and still have a soul that's uh, whole, like you know. Yeah. Uh, and and I believe that you did that not because. God spared you from some things and you know uh, he's allowed you to walk through some things but because you always took the stance of love you always Amen. put the other person first and I'm not, I'm not I, I know this is uncomfortable for you no, <laughs> nobody likes to get yeah it's always uncomfortable when someone what's the focus but the truth it's all about we, we know it's all about him but yeah. you also cooperated yes, with that love there's a man side of, I, yeah. yeah and the truth is there's a man side and there's a God side there's a God side exactly if you don't do the man side you're not right. gonna so, so yeah. God the Romans chapter 5 tells us the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts but every believer has the love of God shed abroad in their hearts it's our responsibility, uh, responsibility to cooperate with that love and allow that love to come through us. You know, I heard somebody uh, make this uh, kind of illustration years ago. Um, he said that love of God is like that junk drawer that you have. Everybody's got a junk drawer in the kitchen. 
And that one thing that you go looking for every once in a while when you need it, and you go, I know it's in there, but I can't find it. And this minister said, that's what the love of God is. Sometimes we don't go looking for it, and it's tucked away in that junk wow, drawer. You've got to go through all the other clutter in your life to finally get to that place where you tap into the love of God. You've trained yourself over the years to not put the love of God in the junk drawer. You, you were very much uh, active in that walking in love, believing the best about others, always giving the benefit of the doubt to others. Um, and so that's been one of the reasons why, well, number one, I, I want you close to me because I need that in my life. And number two, this is why I wanted you to have the opportunity to walk us through some of the things. I mean, oh, I, I know yeah. your life, I know what you've been through, but there are many people that they see you now, but they don't, they don't have an idea of what it was like on the journey to get to this place. And, and you're still on the journey. We're oh all, yeah, we never, we never We're get all there. on that journey. And I have my, we all, <laughs> our days and weeks even, and months, yeah, and, months and, and years. years. <laughs> so uh, God just, space, just, yeah. just walk everybody oh, yeah, no through problem. that and just share from your heart what you feel comfortable sharing. And, yeah, definitely. And, uh, let people know. Well, Pastor, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And um, yeah, I'm going to just talk about some things. This is going to be a conversation. We're just going to be sharing some things. He's going to be jumping in. I'm going to be jumping in. But I'm going to kind of start from the beginning of really how it all started, my journey from becoming a Christian. Um, but one thing that I just want to uh, be clear about well, is as far as it's going to be obviously a conversation, but we are going to, going to kind of talk about some scriptures because obviously it's the Word, yeah, of God, the Word of God that obviously changes our life. But if we could title this anything, it would really be God's love in every in season. In every season. And I'd say that's yeah. the constant is really God's love in every season of my life. So I'm 50 years old now. And when I was about, I would say tw in my early 20s, I was your, I guess, I would say your common teenager, you know, had, had a good social life, had friends, dated, played sports. I lived, you know, a, a, a normal life. And I would say one thing about our family that's really cool, and I think we still carry this to today, is we had a very close-knit family, and I was, we were always close. And I would not change my childhood for the world as far as the people in my life. I had amazing parents. I still have amazing parents. I have uh, two great sisters, just great friends and family. And it's I'm so thankful yeah. for that, to have yeah. that life. Obviously, up until 22, the only thing I would change is obviously growing up with Christ. Right, right. But my father um, became a Christian. I believe you had talked right about after I, I believe did, when yeah. I was like 17 years old, I saw this huge, huge change in my yeah. dad. Yeah. So for me, I, my sister came to Christ prior to me. So I saw all these people. So I really believe that seeds were planted. So like I said, I grew up as a, a normal teenager. You're, you're a your common teenager. But the funny thing is with pastor, I have a f a friends that I still talk to to this day and say, do you remember when we used to go over to your cousin, Pastor Joe's house? I would come, come here to the South. I grew up up North in Edison and he lived out here in Brick. And he would share the gospel with right. us. And, you know, you hear it and it's, it impacts you that night. But let's face it, it, it takes time. It's and there's seeds. And those seeds eventually would come to fruition. Yeah. But the funny thing is, when I went to college, I used to go to college and I used to listen to Christian music, even when I didn't know Christ. So there were seeds all throughout the years. So I grew up as a, a teenager, but a very significant part of my life. When I was 22 years old, I went to Rutgers University. Yeah. So me and about seven of my friends... We decided to move off campus and we were going to live this life. We were going to go live this party life. And the crazy thing is that we all chipped in with a rent. I don't even remember what the rent was. And we paid like, 
you know, what it was, two to $500 a month each, whatever it was. And I went there the first month and I, I never went back other than maybe go to parties yeah. or visit my friends because there was a transition point in my life. And I went to Rutgers University, which is a very large university around a lot of people. And then I, and then I, after that, I was working at Costco and that's a lot of people there. So out of nowhere, all of a sudden, yeah. if I was sitting in a meeting at work, I don't know if anybody out there has ever experienced this. If you are, I believe this is going to help you and the love of God is going to help you walk through that because you know, it's, I'm sure there's people listening who are struggling with this on some level or it, it, with fear. So all of a sudden I started to go in meetings and I, and I started to not feel good in meetings. Like I'd get a headache. And I go back and I started to almost fear being around people. It was, right. it was a social anxiety. And you don't know what that is. You don't grow up. No one tells you what that right. is. And, and it's very rarely identifiable in the beginning. Oh, absolutely. It's, it slips up on you. And it's kind of been something in our family. Yes. Many of us have gone oh, through yeah. the same stuff. So what happened, so now I'm at Rutgers University going to Costco. That's not a good mix to have social anxiety and go to a <laughs> university of what's it, 35,000 and work at Costco, hundreds of employees. All the, all the traffic. So right. I started to get to the point where when I would walk into work, I would actually get nervous to walk into the building. And it was called Price Club at the time in yeah. Edison. So I don't know if anybody here, most people have been in Costco, you know those big doors. Well, they used to have one door and I'd have to walk in there. And I was like almost nervous to go to work. And it may sound crazy yeah. to people out there, but I started to get very nervous to be around people. And I was a very sociable person, but I started to get this social anxiety. So to give you an idea of how bad it got, I actually had to step out of work yeah. for a little while, take off of work. I had to step out of school for a while. That's how much it affected my life to the point where I just didn't even want to be around people. Sometimes even family dinners, I'd feel uncomfortable coming around people. But eventually I'd, I'd feel okay with that. You know, if some people were right. in my house, but that's right. how bad it got. It really affected my life. So I tried all these different things like reading, listening to motivational speakers, reading books, and I tried to get out of this. But the only thing that was going to get me out of this was the love of God. Absolutely. And that's really where the love of God started to invade my life. Yep. And forgive me if I ever get emotional in this because this is things in your life that you don't think about now, but you revisit and you realize how faithful God is and how far he's yeah. taken you. So I would say, I don't know if you remember this, Pastor had lived in Seaside Park at the yeah, time. Yeah, I remember. And we I were started, very concerned about you. I yeah. started to hang out with him, him, his wife, and we'd go over there and we'd pray. And there was really stable people well, from we his had church, you, Angel come, Morano. You know, we actually came yeah. to, we had you come to live with us. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I was living with Pastor here in my early 20s, and that's when I gave my heart to Christ. And I think it was a process, but I would say when I fully gave my heart to Christ was in. January of 1992, mm -hmm. I remember it was New Year's Eve, and as a 22-year-old, it's not very common to stay home for New Year's course, Eve. You go yeah. out, and I decided this year I'm staying home. And yeah. the reason I stayed home is I felt like I needed to spend time with the Lord, and I needed to really get right with the Lord and say, okay, we're going to move on from this, and next year is going to be different. And I remember listening to a message on how you're, you should take your burdens and give them to the Lord. Right. And take those burdens, and it was about a guy who took those burdens and gave them to the Lord, and he just never looked at him again. And I did that. I believe I maybe I wrote him down and I put him in a box, like the mm. like the message said. Mm. And the next morning, I wake up, January first, nineteen ninety three, and the devotional was about giving your burdens to the Lord wow. and about put the same exact story, putting them in something 
and just net. And I, that was when I knew, okay, Lord, you're real. Yeah, yeah. And from that, it was, it was an amazing, an amazing journey. And that's when I really started to understand the love of God. And it was so natural to me because I experienced that love and that love really started to drive out that fear. And I want to be clear, it was a process. It, it is a process. It's always a process. Yeah. And, and, you know, we never wanted to mislead people to, because then they think, well, how come it didn't happen that fast to us? You know, exactly. and the person could get discouraged. It is a process, but everything in the Word of God, everything in the Kingdom of God operates in seed time and harvest. You receive the seed, and then you, as the Holy Spirit was leading you, you you watered those seeds. Absolutely, yeah. And then eventually, but the process is there. It is a process. But the Scriptures are clear in First John chapter 4. Perfect love Amen. casts out all fear. It, it releases us from that fear. And you've experienced that. And uh, and again, uh, that wasn't the end of the journey. There was a lot. Oh, yeah. That was the very, guess, those are yeah. like the beginning stepping stones of what of what God was going to lead you through and, and walk you through and some of the things that happened. So, But I remember when you lived with us in Seaside, <laughs> I would get you up at like 5 o'clock in the morning. You'd get so mad sometimes. <laughs> And I'd get you up and I, 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 I come on, we're going to pray. And, and tired and everything. And, and I said, no, you're going to pray. We're going to pray, get up. And, and I'd sit there with you and we would pray and, and spend some time together and then go off into our day, you know. Um, well, a couple of things on that note, Pastor, this is really funny. He, we would get up early and pray. We've seen some awesome testimonies of praying for people and they, um, gave their life to Christ. Like right. We prayed for that day and he worked at a deli. I worked with him. We go to work that day and somebody would say, I want to receive Christ. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah. But he had, he would lived upstairs at this house at Seaside Park and he would, there was, we had the apartment we, downstairs. I, I had the apartment downstairs and there was a, there was a intercom and he would be, he would hit it from upstairs and be like, are you up? And I would always be like, please let that intercom break today. <laughs> but no, thank God it didn't because, you know, but you're a 22 year old. I can get up early now, but at the time it was harder to get up early, but we seen some awesome times. But one thing I wanted to kind of talk about when I started my journey is I really started to hear the voice of God early yeah, in my walk. Absolutely. And two significant things that God spoken to me, and you're going to remember this, when I, I, I was reading a, a book by Kenneth Hagin called Exceedingly Growing Faith. Yeah. I was sitting in my mom, sitting out on my mom and dad's bed, reading a book, and I still just found it recently. It was I highlighted it in my Bible. It was exact that significant. I want to read it. I know it word for word, but I want to read it. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. Yep. They are life to those who find them. They are health to a person's whole body. That's Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. Yeah. But what was so significant about that, it was right when I became a Christian and I literally remember crying, which isn't a surprise for me, but anyway, <laughs> remember just crying and thinking this, he's my dad. Yeah. Like I never felt so overwhelmed. Like he was talking to me like, you are my son. And I felt the love of God so yeah. strong and that transformed me. And that's coming from a person who has an amazing father. Yeah. I have a great relationship with yeah. my father, but whether you have a great relationship with your dad or a bad one, we all need that unconditional, right. perfect love. Like you said, it's that perfect love. That's the thing that establishes love. us on, on, yes. on, in our purpose as, as a child of God, is knowing that he, he, we have our natural fathers. But they're, they're human beings just like everybody else. But to have that kind of a, a father-son relationship with God Almighty, that's the thing that makes you face oh, things absolutely. in life with yes. confidence. It's like, I can do anything that, that God tells me to do. I, can, I don't have to be fearful of anything or anyone. 
because I know who my father is. And uh, yeah, that, that's a point of amazing transformation for everyone. And then I pray those of you that haven't Amen. come to that place yet, that you'll press in. You can just press in and say, God, I want to know you as my father. I want to have that confidence in life. I want to be established in life, knowing that you love me, knowing that you're always going to look out for me. You're always going to have my back. So yeah, that's when the transformation really started to happen. Absolutely. That, that, um, that, that day, if I, I remember it like it was yesterday, and God has added to that scripture so much. So fast forward to September of 1993, and I get a call from this guy, Clayton. Remember Clayton that we used to go to church yes, with? Yeah. This, this friend from church, and he says, I feel like the Lord's telling me to tell you to guard your heart. He says, I'm telling you. So I said, yeah. okay. Being a new believer, I said, if he right. said it, it's got to be in the scripture. So I went to find it and look where it is. It's Proverbs 4.23. Right. Proverbs, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. That has become a staple. Those Absolutely. four scriptures in my life have become staples. And that guard your heart scripture, uh, Pastor Rick just min ministered on it recently. And that is such an important piece to guard your heart, not only from the things of the world, right. but right. also from offense. And I heard... Um, a minister talk about that word. It means garrison yep. to guard your heart like an army because that's really what we need to guard is our heart, that love that God has put in us. But she says that word guard, you could take it and trace it back to how God um, protects or guards his love for a thousand generations. Wow. And she was saying like that hedge of protection. So you have to protect that <laughs> love. And I think that's, that's really one of the things that changed me is guarding that love and not letting that love be tainted when I look at somebody else, and I heard it said before, love like you've never been hurt. Right. Me and Brian were talking about that recently, about how you need to love like Jesus unconditionally. And I think that's really where it all started for me when I started to understand the concept of guarding yeah. my heart and not letting anything in there. And that's really what changed my life. And then eventually when you guys, when a uh, pastor and them, they went out to Rhema, a lot of people don't know this. Right. I went with them. That was in 95, right? Yes. Um, 93 to 90, 95. Yeah, yeah, 95. So we went out there. Yeah. And, and we, we went to Raymond yeah. and you went to ORU. And I went to Oral, Oral Roberts, Roberts University and that really had great season out in Oklahoma, an amazing time on my life. Again, we're seeing the theme of this thing, God's love through every season. What was the constant? It was the love of God through every yes. season of yeah. my life. Not only the love yeah, of God, yeah. but the faithfulness, the faithfulness of, God. of God. Yeah. My Lord, the faithfulness that we've seen throughout the years and um, just how the Lord made the way for you to go to school there and stuff. And, and it was great because we all went together, kind of experienced Oh, it together. was amazing, yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, so, so I went out there, obviously, I, I you know, was out there for a while. They came back from Oklahoma. I stayed out there. It was a great time, great se season of my life. Then I came back, and I would say, when I really seen amazing growth like never before, I think is in 2001, I got married, came back to New Beginnings. Right. And I started to serve and I just said, Pastor, wherever you need, I would serve in different areas. Right. And I would say it was around that time from 2001 and on that never before was I drawn to the, the love of God. I, like I was drawn to the love of God like never before. It was the topic that I studied the most. I did everything to live out mm -hmm. the most. And I really started to see the love of God. And a few scriptures that really stood out to me was number one, that became a staple in my life is Mark 12, 30 through 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And that, to me, this is what it speaks of. First, it's that intimacy with God, loving 
God yeah. with all your heart. It says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. We fall in love with him. Right. It's natural to keep his commands. Yeah. And it doesn't just mean loving people like Pastor Joe that I'm close with. It means loving people who maybe aren't so lovely, lovable, or, yeah. unlovable yeah. ones. And I started to see that, okay, it's the intimacy with God. It starts there. It starts with my relationship with him. And then it flows out to others, loving others. And that love it says, by this, all men will know that you're my disciples. Absolutely. Love. And yeah. we yeah. show that love to people, it changes their hearts. And the one thing I started to see was in Philippians 1, 9 through 10. I always, we talked about the scripture where the love of God has been yes. shed abroad in your yeah. heart. Yeah. And obviously we know it's there, but we got to exercise that and use it. If he put it there for us to obviously, for us to change, but also bring that to others. Absolutely. And I saw this scripture and I shared it with him. I remember back then, and this has been another staple scripture in my life. And this is my prayer. Listen to this. Paul is praying this. He said, yeah. and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more and in knowledge, knowledge. and depth of insight. So we could never exhaust that depth, the love that of depth God. of insight is amazing because this is what I was talking about when, when we first started this discussion, is that the depth of insight, you, you had insight, you walk in insight in an amazing way. And again, I'm not saying this to blow you up and make you... No, and yeah, people think that you're, you know, we put you on a pedestal, but you approach things always from that standpoint of love and forgiveness, love and forgiveness. That depth of insight is what he's talking about here. Because a lot Amen. of people don't have that insight that, you know, somebody might offend us, somebody might treat us horribly, but we don't really know what that person's going exactly. through. Exactly. And so you need that depth of insight that comes from the Holy Ghost to say, hey, you know, you'd be justified to lash out at this person. However, you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they're going through. And and you've been through some things. Yes. You know? and, and in some cases, uh, you'd be perfectly justified to withhold the love of God. But we've watched you. You didn't. And that's an amazing lesson for those that might be going through Thank something you. right now, uh, going through the hardships of life, going through the challenges of life. Because, you know, what we're talking about here, it could we could give the impression that you've never been through anything. <laughs> or I've never well, been through anything. Yeah. And, and that's, that's exactly the opposite. We, we've been through things. And, and thank God for God's love in us. Thank God for his faithfulness. But thank God for what, what this scripture you're talking about here, that, 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 love, that love would abound more and more. Yeah. You know why? Because the love that we displayed maybe last week with something that's good, might yeah. not be enough love to display this time. We, we, got, we might deeper. be put into situations where you, now you're dealing with somebody who's like really out to get you. And so what are you going to do? Are you going to lash out? Are you going to try to retaliate? No. We're going to allow love now to grow more in us or to have a bigger place in us so that we're handling Amen. things according to the scripture. But the, the depth of the insight is the thing that really gets me. And so, so it goes on to say yeah. that you may be able to discern what is the best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So when you approach something from the yeah. standpoint of love, you're given the opportunity for the Holy Ghost to now give you discernment. Exactly. That is amazing. Yeah. Because most of us don't tap into that discernment. We get aggravated. We get mad. We want to think about how we're going to get back at that person. And so what that what ends up doing when you get offended like that, it shuts down the Holy Spirit from giving you discernment. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's one of the things um, on this where I've gotten, I got such revelation, like you're saying, is there's a direct correlation between how you see God, yourself, others, and circumstances in life. Absolutely. There's a direct correlation between your sight and the love of God that you allow to, to, 
to flow through you that you allow to saturate yourself with because when you start seeing things, and I want to give an example of that. Have you ever seen somebody that they're bitter with life? They're, they've been, they're mad at people. They're angry. You're like, you're not even making any sense. They're not even seeing anything because yeah, it's, it's not reasonable. They're blinded. And right. it talks about right. in 1 John, it says, when, when somebody hates their brother, they're walking in dark, darkness. There's a blindness. There. There's a blindness there. And I think if, if yep. we could give people yep. anything from this, I think the biggest thing is, is when you saturate yourself with the love of God, you're going you're gonna to begin to see people the way God sees them. You're going to be able to see people through the eyes of God and also yourself. Because it's really true. You can't give others what you don't have exactly. yourself. So when you see how much you've been forgiven, and that's the one for me. I think that what, change, yeah. what changes it yeah. all for me is when I look and say, okay, that person may have did that to me. And it may be, be a different sin than I commit or maybe it wasn't as bad or whatever it was. But I look at that and I say, how could I not forgive them when, he, when God I've has been forgiven, forgiven so me much? So much? Yeah. And I think that's the thing that has allowed me. And again, yeah. I don't do it all the time. There's none of us are ever going to get it perfect. And I appreciate, you know, mm. what you're saying and everything. But obviously, we all we're all going to miss it at different times. But we should really strive to do our best to walk, um, to to really walk in the love of God like that. And I'd say that's one of the biggest biggest things I, I feel people can get out of this is. Mm is really learning to live your life like that and learning to live your life in the love of God like that. I, I think uh, if we could look at it in this, in this, uh, from this viewpoint, uh, I think when we understand and realize and, and kind of grasp the reality that we're the ones that determine how much of love of God is going to be shed from us, we know that it's been shed in us, but we're the ones that kind of like control the shoot. Like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, you remember years and years ago, and I know you used to work with my dad sometimes, and I would work there too, especially if we were pouring concrete. Oh yeah, the truck comes. There's always a guy that controls the shoot. Oh, that's yeah. They never release. He never just continuously releases the concrete. We would determine how much he's going to release from there, and so he'd be up there controlling the flow of that concrete. So that it doesn't do damage, but in our in our uh, in our position with God, we have to be the ones that are are like, all right, Holy Spirit. Even though it's not going to reduce the hurt that I'm feeling, I still need you to pour oh, out the love of God yeah. from me and support. And for us not to be the one to go, hey, hey, that's enough. Don't don't pour any more out. I don't really love this person that much. You know, you did enough. You know, we didn't we didn't destroy him. We didn't retaliate. We didn't hurt them with our words. But now we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to, to have the freedom to be able to absolutely release yeah. and to just have that flow of God continually going. And then eventually, I believe what happens, and I've seen it in my life, I've seen it in your life. Eventually then, because we allow the love of God to flow from us to even those that are unlovable, even those who have genuinely wronged us and just malicious, and we'd be completely justified, never want to see them again. When we allow the love of God to flow from us, the pain begins to ease. Oh, absolutely. The yeah. hurt, that's, a, that's where I wanted to go with this. The hurt begins to ease. Absolutely. Holding stuff against people do, does not, in fact, if anything, it even flames it. That's what you were talking about when you come across people that have been living in bitterness. Oh, absolutely. Oh, they don't even make sense when they talk. They're just speaking out of hurt, speaking out of pain. And because they've, they've not allowed the Holy Spirit to help them process through it, 
the pain just becomes multiplied after a while. Well, yeah, and, it, and it's so true. And when, when I actually had looked up the word forgiveness one point, a lot of people, you may not realize this, but we always talk about forgiveness as you're stuck. And you, if you look up the word in the Greek, forgive, when it talks about forgiveness, it actually means to go from one place to another. It actually oh, wow. means divorce. Wow. Like in That's other words, important. you have to divorce. You're disconnecting. You're disconnecting yourself from, from the unforgiveness. Right. So, so right. really when you're forgiving, you're moving in your life from one place to another. Wow. And that's a really, so if you don't forgive, you're, you're, you're stuck, stuck in that there. place. And it's actually biblical. We say it all the time. But if oh you my look gosh, up, that explains if, a lot. If you look up the word forgiveness, it actually means to expire, to move from one place to another. To so in other words, all right, I'm done with the season of life. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. But how do you move on? Is it I'm done with the season of life and I'm going to hate you the rest yeah, of my no. life? Or is I'm done with the season of life, I forgive you, I'm going to walk on, I'm not going to allow you to continue that hurt through unforgiveness. But I'm moving on into my future. Exactly. And that, and it's, so that makes so much sense. You know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've seen throughout 36 years of being a Christian, uh, whether family members or not family members, church members, blah, blah, blah. It seems like when a person entertains unforgiveness, they don't walk in maturity. It's so true. Absolutely. Yeah. My God, what a revelation. You yeah. see so much immaturity. You see so much. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. They did this to me and they did that. There's a, it, it literally freezes us at that place where we're at because we're not free to move on. That is so good. And, and it's a process. And one thing that just jumped in my heart is I, I read a book one time, and this is what changed it all for me too, with any kind of forgiveness in any area, whether you have to forgive yourself, forgive others. When Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father God, uh, forgive, forgive them, them for they know not what they do. But he didn't say, I forgive them. I heard, read the book. The guy said, when you know you've forgiven somebody, there's a difference. He said, I'm asking you to not hold the charge against them. It's different than saying, wow. I forgive you, but hey, God's going to get you. No, right. God, please right. don't hold the charge right, against Because he's, he's, he's obligated himself to vindicate us. Exactly. So, vengeance is mine. Yeah, but you so have to. So when we're praying, we're saying, no, 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 Lord, we're not, we don't want you to we take don't want you. That's when you really, wow. I think that's a mark. And it's a process, so there's no condemnation. But I think when you really know you've forgiven somebody, you could pray for the prosperity in their life, and you could say, Father, please don't hold that charge against them. Exactly. And I think when you get wow, to that, that so place, good. not just, I forgive them, but he's going to get them. Well, you didn't, did you really forgive Yeah, or else we say stuff like on the inside, you know, I forgive you, but I can't wait till you exactly. reap so, what you Exactly, so sow. that's true. When I read that, I'm like, that's powerful. Jesus said, Father, you forgive. And I guess it was Stephen who was stoned. He said, don't. Yeah. Hold Don't hold this, this against, against him. And who, and who was standing there when that happened? Saul, right? Saul. Yeah. So, says he was holding the cloaks of the people that stoned him. And you can't say that that didn't affect him. We know when forgiveness is released from someone, genuine forgiveness, it impacts people's hearts. We hear stories all the time of these brutal murders. Oh, yeah. Like a, a son gets murdered uh, just going to the grocery store to pick something up for their mom. The mom finds out and then... You know, obviously there's deep wounds, there's deep hurt. But then you hear these stories where they go to the jail where the person is that killed their son and they're able to forgive them from their heart and actually Absolutely, advocate yeah. for them in court. That's when you <laughs> That's when you know yeah. you've forgiven. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's great. Yeah, it's so it's, let's kind of like yeah. bring this bring around here. To, how how do you feel or how do you believe people should proceed from this point forward. That might be stuck. Look, we're always having opportunities to get offended every day. Oh, absolutely. How do you feel or how do you believe or what would you have to say to that person that's listening to this 
whether it's tonight or whether it's a year from now, um, to say, hey, I'm offended. I'm, they're just coming to the realization that they're offended. They've started to connect the dots, realize, wow, I've never been bitter like this. Yeah. What happened to me over the years? That bitterness has set in. And then there's that immaturity where you become very self-centered and very uh, everything's about you. They, there might be people right now, and I'm sure there are, that are listening to this saying, man, that's where I'm at. Now I realize I've been frozen. That's why I realize I've not been released by God to go into the next steps of my future. What would you have to say to that individual? Well, there's a scripture that I actually put down that I didn't even know if we were going to talk about. But in Romans 13, 8, it says, Owe no man anything except to love one another. For he who loves has fulfilled the law. Right? And it says, Do this knowing the time, and it is high time to wake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than we first believed. So in essence, if we don't love people, we're actually withholding from them what's, what's their, what God has... What's going to free them? Yeah, but, but I think one of the... Um, where people need to go from here is, number one, I think there might be people also who maybe you're the one who did it and right. you feel like, wow, I can't forgive myself. Yeah. But we could go to the story of the prodigal son mm. when he walked away from the father. He wasted all of his, all of his goods. All the resources, he lived yeah. in wild living and the father didn't care. He welcomed him home. Why? Because he was his child. So bringing this back to the love of God, number one, if you're here and you're the one that maybe did something to somebody and you can't forgive yourself, well, God loves you and he forgives you. You're his child. And, and he knew you yeah, were going to do exactly, it anyway and yeah. still loved you. So I think that's the, the second thing. But if you're here and you have to forgive somebody, I think the easiest way is, again, it's a process, but start here. Make a decision today that that's it. I'm going to implement this forgiveness. And I'm going to say, okay, Lord, you've forgiven me much. So much. I'm yeah. going to now love yeah. others. I'm going to release that forgiveness because I think it's, it's only going to hold you back. When we're talking about God's love in every season, it's going to be very hard to walk in the love right. of God in the right. next season until you come out of the season. So I think maybe we could yeah, yeah. Um, pray for people. Yeah, that, definitely. That but but to, also understand, and, and I want to kind of underline this, something you said before was just amazing. If, if anybody remembers just this out of this whole conversation, it would be a blessing. When you don't forgive, you can't move on. Amen. But when you move on, just because like now, you forgave things, but that didn't exempt you from having other stuff in the future to forgive. Exactly. It's not like it's a one-time thing. Oh, exactly. oh good, it's I'm over process. this. I've forgiven the person. I'm never going to deal with anything else again. Oh, come on. That's so unrealistic. Every day of life, every season of life, that's why the love of God in every season is so important. Here's what I feel like. When you learn how to forgive this, let's say a situation you're dealing with now, and you're able to walk on, that equips you for the next thing that you're going to handle. Absolutely. So if you don't learn that lesson now, you're literally going to deplete yourself for the future. And when you get hurt again, it's going to be so much worse because you didn't seize the opportunity in this season to allow God to walk you through that stuff, to allow God to pour his love out from you, not only to the other person, but also to you. Because forgiveness is a gift that we give ourselves. Forgiveness yes. is because we stick, we get stuck in the middle of things. And then we wonder why five years later, how come my life is static? It's so true. You know, so, so yeah, if you can take that, and, and just run with this thing and just 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 ask God to give you the ability to forgive. Forgiveness is an act of faith. Let's yeah. be honest with each other. Nobody wakes up one morning and goes, okay, I got it now. I can do this. It's faith. And I think it's, and, it, and it's like you said, I think it's making a decision even prior that I'm going to live a life of forgiveness. Like setting yourself up, okay, today I know somebody might offend right, me, but right. I'm ready that exactly. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. The scriptures so, tell yeah. us in the New Testament, make allowance yeah. for each other's faults. Yes. 
Make allowance. Just go into life realizing, hey, we're all dummies. We're all going to make this. <laughs> we're all still so fighting true. this flesh. We're all still trying to bust out of this, this carnality and live in the spirit. But we're still here on earth. And so we're going to encounter. We're going to hurt people. They're going to hurt us. And so we might as well go into life realizing that's what it's going to be like. And so when somebody actually does something that a, a normal human being does, you're prepared ahead of time to go, okay, I'm just going to overlook this thing. Not let it, not let Absolutely, it provoke yeah. me to anger. So you want to go ahead and pray? Yeah, for yeah, those, yeah. Please. First, I want to um, just pray. If there's anybody, we never like to end something like this without giving a person an opportunity to become a child of God. If you exactly. you're listening to this and maybe you've never um, came into a relationship with with Christ, it's 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 He made it so simple for us. So we obviously can't mess it up. It says to his in the book of John, it says to as many as received Him, to as many as believed in His name, He's given them the right. To become, become children yeah. of God. And that love of God, um, God wants to show you that love. He wants, you're going to become a child of God and you mm -hmm. can do that today. Everybody's a creation of God, but not everybody is a child of, a God. Child of God. And you have to do that by coming into a relationship with, with Christ. So if you're here today and you're like, man, I want to know Christ. That all you have to do is believe it in your heart. In Romans uh, 10, it's to believe it in your heart and confess that with your mouth. mouth. So if you're here today and you want to make that decision, just pray this prayer with yeah. me. Um, and repeat after me, Father. Father, I believe. I believe that Jesus. That Jesus is the Son of God. The Son of God. He died on the cross. He died on the cross. And He rose again. And He rose again. So I can come into relationship. So I can come into relationship with you. With you. And I thank you. I thank you for forgiveness. For forgiveness from my past. From my past. I thank you. I thank you that today. Today. I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. A new person. A new person. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. Lives inside of me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, and if you're here today um, and you feel like you need to release somebody from from um, something they've done to you, or you really feel like you're struggling with that unforgiveness, I actually think it makes sense for us to just pray a prayer for you that Amen. for you to re Amen. repeat to just a, a step of faith, even Thank if you, you don't Lord. feel it. Just go ahead and say, I don't care if I feel it or not. I'm going to do it right Amen. now. Amen. So let's just pray this. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your forgiveness thank you, Lord. for me. And I thank you that I can take that same forgiveness and bring it to others. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, Amen. if you... Just, I want you to envision that person and I want you to just pray for them. Um, after, this, after this is over, just sit down and, and say a prayer for them. Pray for their life and just release that to God. He will help you um, to, to walk in forgiveness. Yeah. And uh, we just want to you know, say thank you. And if you did pray that prayer for the first time, let us know about if it. If you're watching uh, yeah. online, you can, yeah, you can, can click, click on that. Yeah. And um, just, I just want to encourage you to get hooked up with a local church. Get around some Christian friends. You have your Bible. Read that Bible. You could pray. So those are the important things now that you became, came into relationship Amen. with Christ. But again, thank you, Pastor. Um, oh, thank else? you. No, that's good. Just, just allow the love of God to carry you through every season so that you'll have a testimony in the future that God brought me through this and God Amen. brought me through that. And you see the impact that you'll have on other people's lives. Uh, thank you so much. It's been awesome. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Yeah, I know we're, I know we're going to get reports. Oh, back yeah. It's, it's, people it's getting set free. Amen. People get so stuck in these things. And yet when you really pull yourself back and look at the whole situation, you realize, man, it's so easy. 
if I would just let the love of God oh, kind of yeah. you know, order my steps and kind of guide me along through life, it's going to be better for everybody. So thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Great doing this with Amen. you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. All.